Today we're going to learn a Sicha from the Rebbe on Pirkei Avos. We're going to do another Pirkei Avos, uh, beautiful Sicha on Pirkei Avos. This comes from volume 17, and it's the sixth chapter of the Pirkei Avos Ethics of Our Fathers. I just want to give a small introduction that we learned last week that the fifth chapter was the concluding chapter of Ethics of Our Fathers. So what does it mean that there's a sixth chapter here? So the commentaries, the Bartonura and others say that since there are six Shabbosim between Pesach and the holiday of Shavuos, and it's customary to learn one chapter of Pirkei Avos every week, and since there are six weeks, so the sages suggested and added a sixth chapter, and it's really a brysa, it's not really a mishnah, but at the beginning of this brysa, it begins with the words that the sages taught us with the language of the mishnah. So it's a brysa, which means it was documented after the mishnah was concluded, which the Talmud later is the explanation to the whole Mishnah. So this sixth chapter is a brysa, but it was added here as if it's a Mishnah, even though it's not really a Mishnah, but it became the sixth chapter for this reason, so that we could have six weeks to learn a full chapter. And you're going to see that the name or the theme of this entire chapter is called Kenyan Torah. It's all about ideas of how to acquire Torah. And where today we're going to examine the first Mishnah, the first paragraph of this entire chapter 6. And the Rebbe, as he always does, helps us to take apart the whole Mishnah and then bring it all back together. And we're going to begin this right now. So the Mishnah begins with the following. Rabbi Meir Oimer, Rabbi Meir said, Call Haosik Patera Lishma Zoche Lidvarim Harbe. Whoever will toil, occupy himself in learning of Torah, in the studying of Torah, Lishma. Here's a key word here. Learn, if whoever learns Torah just for the sake of learning. We're soon going to learn exactly what that means, not for any ulterior motives that could be there. We're soon going to learn about what kind of ulterior motives possibly could be in studying the Torah. But let's just say, for simply for now, somebody could pay you to learn Torah. So you may learn Torah, not because it's the Holy Torah, but because you're getting paid for it, right? Or other kinds of enjoyments and so on. So the mayor's statement is specifically... That uh, about that whoever learns Torah just for the sake of learning Torah, for the name of the Torah itself, he says, Zoyche, you will merit Lidvarim Harbe to many, many things. And etc. And then he goes and he lists out what are the benefits that you will merit if you will learn Torah just for the sake of learning Torah. Uh, just for the, in other words, emphasis, important for us to remember this. Learning Torah, lishma, means just for the sake of learning and for no other secondary reason. So that's his statement. So again, Rameyer starts off that whoever learns Torah just for the purpose of learning Torah, you will merit to many things. And he lists off all the things. So we're going to mention the benefit 
things that you get from learning Torah soon. But first, the Rebbe has a question right on this opening statement. He says, what kind of category of Jews is Rameer referring to? However you look at this, it's difficult. Do you say, and you ask everybody to put on the mute yourselves because I don't have the, the, the thing, the, the, the management for it here. So he says, how do you look at it? Are you talking about a Jew who's already learning Torah only for the sake of the Torah? A guy like that, what does he care about the benefits that will come to him for learning Torah? He only wants to learn Torah just because it's the Torah. He doesn't care for any benefits. So Rameir, are you talking to such a person that if you learn Torah just for the sake of Torah, you're going to get all kinds of benefits? This guy is learning only because it's the Torah. He doesn't learn for any because there's a side benefit. And if you're talking about a Jew that is not holding by the level of learning Torah just because it's Torah, and the purpose here is you want to motivate him, you should learn for the intention of learning just for the Torah itself, well, then once he's going to reach the level of learning Torah himself, you're going to tell him that he's going to get many benefits out of it. But once he gets many benefits out of it, then he's not going to be learning it just for the sake of the Torah. It's going to be for the benefits. If you want to say, maybe that it's like the Rambam puts it, the Rambam puts it in his laws of teshuva, laws of repentance. Over there, the Rambam says that the Torah is making monetary promises to people as a reward for learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Even though, of course, the reward is non-comparable to the reward for Torah and mitzvahs itself. But in order, but every Jew should know, says the Rambam, that if you do the learn Torah and do his, God's mitzvahs with joyment and gladness you do it, then all things that disturb you from performing the mitzvahs or learning Torah will go away and Hashem will bless you with many good things that will help you to learn Torah. So the Rambam says it's a guarantee this is the system. So to in our case, in the, with this, Reb Meir says that whoever learns Torah just for the sake of Torah, you'll merit to many things that will help. What does it mean merit to many things? You could say that it means that it will remove anything that's a disturbance to your learning Torah. Like Reb Meir himself continues in the, this, this Mishnah here, he says that not just you'll merit to many things, he says actually... The creation of the entire world was worthwhile just for you if you could learn Torah at that level. That means that not just the worldly things won't disturb you, but on the contrary, the whole world was worth it to be created just for you. That everything is there to help you to be able to learn calmly with tranquility. But to say this, that that's what it means, you're going to merit a lot of things, that because you're, with this you'll, it will help you to learn Torah without any disturbances, is not smooth. Why? Because that could only answer us, it'll suffice only in a couple of details of benefits that comes that our mayor is going to mention. But there are many qualities that he says that you're going to get that has no connection, qualities that he's soon going to mention, of benefits that happens if you learn Torah, 
for this, just for the sake of the Torah, has nothing to do with removing obstacles of you learning Torah. So could we say that the only reason why you should learn Torah is to get these merits, because these merits is going to remove any obstacles that are in your way to learn Torah? Why does he mention other things that have not even mentioned of obstacles? So basically, to summarize the first question, it is, who is Rameir talking about to? He says, whoever learns Torah, whoever learns Torah just for the sake of the Torah will merit to many things. Who are we motivating to learn Torah like this for the benefit of many things? When, if you're going to do it to get the many things, then that's not called learning just for the Torah itself. That's called learning for the reward. Now, what are the things that you will gain or merit if you learn Torah just for the sake of learning Torah? So from the things that Rameir mentions, there are some things that seemingly have no connection as a reward for learning Torah. For example, a couple examples, the Rebbe will give us three examples that seemingly has no connection as a reward for learning Torah. For example, one of the things he says is that if you're going to learn Torah for the sake of Torah, you're going to merit you are going to love or you will be called that you, that you love God and that you love mankind. In other words, by learning Torah in this way, that will help you that you're going to love God and love all kinds of creations that, you know, people. Says the Rebbe, that's the benefit of learning Torah. Even without the obligation of learning Torah just for the sake of Torah, there's actually already an obligation in the Torah. You should love your God, your God. There's a commandment, you should love your friend as much as you love yourself. So we already have these commandments that you should love God. In other words, it's not reserved only for a person that learns Torah for the sake of the Torah. Everybody has to achieve this level of loving God and loving people. Number two, another thing, he lists out in his benefits that you're going to get, that by learning Torah for the sake of Torah, it will distance you from doing sin. Says the Rebbe, why do I need to come to learning Torah for the sake of Torah to distance a Jew from doing a sin. <laughs> it's enough actually just to have fear of punishment and fear of a sin. We already actually even said earlier in the Pirkei Avos, we said in the beginning of chapter 2 and chapter 3, it listed off some things that if you steer into three things, it will help you not to come to do a sin. In other words, those are simple things that you have to think about that will help you not to come to a sin. It will hold back a person not to do a sin. So why does it mean here that if you learn Torah for the sake of the Torah, you're going to merit that it will keep you away from doing a sin? We already had more simpler things that was said before. Number three, another quality, he says here, if you learn Torah for the sake of the Torah, it will help you that you're going to be able to forgive people that embarrass you. It's going to help you to forgive people. You know, somebody gives you a poke, it bothers you. So it will help you to overcome it. Says the Rebbe, one second. <laughs> what does this have to do? We don't see that, that this is recognized only by learning Torah for the sake of the Torah. 
Because to forgive somebody that embarrasses you means that you actually feel the insult. But that's not the greatest level. The greatest level is that you don't even feel it as an insult. When somebody insults you and you don't even get insulted, that's a much higher level. Imagine that you could reach that level that it doesn't even bother you. A lower level is that it bothers you and you're able to live with it. You can move on. You can forgive him. But a seemingly a higher level reward would be is that it doesn't even bother you. So those are three questions regarding the rewards. So again, number one, he says it's going to help you to love God and love people. We already have a commandment in the Torah to love God and love people. Second of all, he says you're going to be rewarded that it's going to keep you away from doing a sin. Well, for that, we already have other advice earlier on in Pirkei Avos that says steer into three things. You should know where you came from, where you're going, who's going to make accounting for you, and you'll already stay away from sin. So why do you need to have this level specifically here to learn Torah just for the sake of Torah? And number three, you're going to be able to forgive somebody that insults you. A bigger level would be is you don't even feel that somebody insults you. So those are three questions here. Now he asks another three questions in some of the choice of wording that Remeyer is going to use in some more rewards for studying Torah for the sake of Torah. And he, he says, I'm only going to mention a few. So obviously he has many questions about some of the choice of words, but he's going to mention three as example, three things. One of the, one of the merits that you will reach if you learn Torah just for the sake of Torah is, he says, another thing is, you're going to be enclosed like you'll be wrapped up in, like in the clothes. You'll be wrapped up and clothed with humility and fear and fear. Rebbe says, that's not a usual expression. If you want to say that a person's going to have humility and fear, or you will come to humility and fear, why does it say you're going to be enclosed? What's this thing enclosed with this? What's the emphasis with that word? Malbashtoy, like a lavush, a garment. You're going to be in this garment of humility and fear. Number two, another question on some wording here. Another quality that you're going to get if you learn Torah for the sake of Torah is people will have pleasure from you, from your advice, and in many ways that you're going to help them. In other words, you'll become scholarly enough and people will get their, their advice from you. One second. Why does he say they'll have pleasure from your advice? What's this emphasis? Pleasure. It should say that they're going to seek your advice. Or they will receive your advice. What does it mean that they're going to get pleasure? What, is there something, a message in the word that he says they're going to get pleasure from your advice? And number three, as another example, by the end of the whole Mishnah he says, that by studying Torah for the sake of the Torah, you will become, it will elevate you, and it will exalt you above all things. It's going to make you elevated, bigger, bring you up, and it will exalt you. So everyone wants to know, what's the difference of these two words? Elevate and exalt. What's the difference in them in, in, in meaning and in concept? 
Like, what's, what's really the difference there? Obviously, if he's using two words, that it will elevate you and exalt you, there has to be something to it. So let's just summarize here. In total, we have seven questions. The first question is, who is Rameir talking to when he says that if you learn Torah for the sake of Torah, you will merit to many things? Memanavshach is the question. Are you talking to a person that doesn't, that already learns Torah for the sake of Torah? You don't have to give him any reward. If you're talking about you want to motivate a guy, how's it going to motivate him to learn at that level if he's, once he gets there and he's going to get all these rewards and he can't be learning it for the sake of the Torah? That's question one. Number two is, the reward that you're going to love God and love people. We already have that commandment in the Torah. Another number three is you have to. It will help you distance yourself from sin. He says, "Well, we already have easier tips to distance you from sin. So why do you have to have this high level of learning Torah just for the sake of Torah?" Number four. He said that you, you, it will help you to forgive people that embarrass you. Seemingly a higher level will be that the person that's trying to embarrass you doesn't even affect you. You don't even feel that he's embarrassing you. Number five, the question is, why does he use the words? He will enclose you with humility and awe and fear. Why the use of the word enclose? Number six, why does he say you're going to have pleasure? People will have pleasure from your advice. Seemingly, you could have better word. They ask you for advice or so on. What's this word pleasure from your advice? And number seventh question is, why does it say you're going to be elevated and exalted? What's the difference of those two words? So now to understand these seven questions on this one Mishnah here, he begins to explain to us a little bit to understand the opening statement, the words that he uses in the opening statement. And all this, by the way, we're going to learn. We're going to see how it really, really helps us to understand a Mishnah. And it really gives us an appreciation of what does it mean to really learn Torah. And what kind of assistance or benefits come, come to a person's way. Number one, he opens up like this. Rameir is very careful in his words. He said, a person who Isaac batayra. Isaac Batayra. What does it mean, Isaac? Isaac Batara Lishma. Toils in Torah just for the sake of the Torah. Well, just for the sake of the Torah, the word Lishma means that you're not learning for any benefit, even a holy benefit. What's an example that you're learning because you're trying to get a holy benefit? For example, you may be learning so that you should know how to practice a mitzvah. That's a very normal way to want to learn. You're learning, right? Sunday morning, we learn halacha class. You're learning Torah to know how to behave, how to practice to be a good Jew, how to be a, how to be a Torah Jew, right? So that could be for a holy reason. Here we're talking about you're learning Torah just because it's the Torah. It's the wisdom of the Torah. That's it. So that's one important emphasis. When he says lishma, it means for no purpose other than it is the wisdom of the Torah. Then the emphasis on the word toiling in it. He doesn't say learn Torah for the sake of the Torah. He says toiling in it. What does it mean toil? Like when a person does business. When you do business, you're totally into it. It occupies your mind day and night. To the point that you don't stop thinking about it. Your entire enthusiasm, your entire 
involvement, your hard work. Uh, guys, everybody has to put their put. Uh, Isaac, Isaac, I just put your thing on mute because I can't mute anybody. I'm not on my computer. Okay, so just please everybody put on mute. Okay, so now learning and involved like a business where you're completely absorbed and that's what it means toiling in your learning where you're completely absorbed in it. Now, since he's talking about toiling in Torah for the sake of Torah, then this could lead to a person to have a question. The sages taught us already in the Talmud, they say that any person that says, I am full with Torah, I'm a Torah Jew. If you say, I have nothing other but the Torah, I'm full, I only have Torah. Said the Talmud, even the Torah you don't have. If that's what you could declare, you don't even have the Torah. Why? Because if you only learn Torah and you don't practice good deeds in helping people, charitable deeds, then what's your whole Torah worth? So a person could say to themselves, if I'm toiling in Torah so much that all I'm doing is, is I'm occupying myself for the sake of the Torah. Well, when the sages say that you have to have Torah and gemilas chasadim, kind deeds, how do you have, how could you have kind deeds? Only if I occupy myself also with other people that are around me. In other words, how could I genuinely help people? Properly, only if I'm involved with trying to figure out what's going on, what do people need, what does this person down the street need. You have to have a feel for another person. You can't be arrogant about it. So you have to be totally absorbed in that. And even in things that between you and God, there's also many things that you need to do to awaken your love to God, your, to be a God-fearing person. That doesn't happen automatically. You have to do things to feel the presence of God and to love God. Especially like there's a lesson from the Rambam where the Rambam says in his opening chapters in the laws of Yisodiah Torah, over there in chapter two he says, what is the way, the path to love and fear God when you think about the actions of God and his creations, his wonder, the wonders of creation and you have fear from it, you bring it into your mind, then you start to love God. When you think about these things, you start to really fear and tremble the awesomeness of God. So that means it takes some effort to think about all these things what God creates in order to feel that about God. So then the person that's toiling in Torah just for the sake of God, he will ask the question, he will say, since the whole idea of toiling is to be totally into it, how could I affect the people around me regarding serving Hashem I will be missing, God forbid, in something of that quality. How is it possible to learn Torah just for the purpose of the Torah? When I will learn Torah, not just purely for the sake of Torah, but I'll learn Torah also because I want to know how to practice things, then it's maybe not such a contradiction to also have what to do with other people. As a matter of fact, when I start having to do with other people, that will help me that my learning will be good. But since we're talking here about a person that's learning Torah just purely for Torah, it means all day, what's he doing, a day and night? He thinks about nothing else other than learning the Torah. 
because he, that's, all he's, that's all he's trying to do, because that's the opening statement. So that means you're always in a situation that it's not about you, it's all about achieving levels and learning the Torah. That means you have no time to think about what's going on around you. So what's going to be with everybody around you? How are you going to be able to serve God in all other areas outside of learning the Torah? That's a normal question that a person will ask if that's all you're going to do is occupy yourself day and night learning Torah. So for this, because you have that question, how is it possible to be involved in worldly matters at the same time of being completely absorbed and only studying Torah just for the pureness of the Torah. So for this, Rameir comes and he tells us a wondrous novelty idea. He says that in Hebrew means you're going to merit. You're going to merit to many things. This is the key of his answer in the word merit. Merit is very different than a reward. He doesn't say, if you learn Torah just for the sake of God, you're going to get reward for learning the Torah. That's not what he says. He says you're going to merit something. You see, reward is always incomparable to the effort that's put in. Here he's telling you it's not just that. It's not just an outcome of the effort you put in. You put in, you know, an hour, so you got reward an hour or something like that. Every mitzvah has reward. We also understand from the fact that every mitzvah, the reward for a mitzvah has a connection to the mitzvah that you're doing, and how much more so, according to the opinions that say that the reward for a mitzvah is a natural outcome from a mitzvah. Then if you say it's a natural outcome from the mitzvah that you're practicing, then it's obvious that it's incomparable to the level of what you're learning. So let's just say, for example, you put in, somebody says, one to a hundred. How much effort did you put into the Torah? You say, I did 50% of my effort I put into it. I concentrated about 50% of my my ability. So your reward is comparable to that. That's your reward. A 50. That's called reward. So you could say that your connection with Hashem is incomparable. But if you say that, then you can't say you're going to merit the many things. Because when you say many things, that's not reward. Reward is much more, seemingly here in our Mishnah, it's much more than just reward. Reward is dollar for dollar, let's call it, minute for minute. Hour for hour, you get reward. But here he said you're going to merit to many things. So that's what Rameir is teaching you. That in addition to the regular reward for learning Torah... If you learn Torah just for the sake of Torah, you're going to have a zuchut. You're going to merit to something extra. Many things. These things that you're going to merit to are actually lower than the level of the of learning of of the level of learning Torah. In other words, many things that will help you in other things to serve Hashem. In other words, there's going to be some kind of assistance to the person. You're going to gain a merit of assisting you in doing other things for Hashem. And he's going to explain some of those things that you're going to get that are assistance. <coughs> the many things that he says are, in learning Torah, there's two, are broken up into two categories. There are some things that happen automatically. You don't have to have special great effort to get them. And there are other things that you're going to merit only through a special 
efforts that you're going to do. In other words, it's going to come to you through effort, but easier and with less effort that will require for somebody else that doesn't learn Torah in this way. You're going to get this because you learn Torah in this high level just for the sake of the Torah. But it's going to come to you through effort, but not as much as effort as somebody else will have to have. And here, you're going to see differences, and we're also going to understand some of the answers to some of the questions here. For example, he, Remeyer said, you're going to be enclosed. You're going to be like dressed up with humility and fear. It's going to prepare you to become a tzaddik, a chassid, a righteous person, yashar, a, a, a straight person, v'neman, a faithful person. It's going to prepare you for it. Another thing he said, it's going to distance you from sinning. It's going to bring you closer to getting merits. All these things, all these kinds of things take effort. But the person who learns Torah just for the sake of Torah will be enclosed. What does it mean you'll be enclosed in it? The Torah will affect you that your character will start to be more with humility, more with awe of God, but only in the external, like a garment. What's the difference of a garment and the essence of a person? Garment is external to you. Something that you wear. It's around you. It's, it's outside of you. That means it doesn't become one with you. It will help you to at least retain this level of humility, at least in the external aspect of you. So too, he said, by this level of Torah learning, it will prepare you to become righteous and faithful. It will distance you from sin. In other words, in order to become a tzaddik truly, that you should dis- be so distant from any possible sin, for that you need to have a whole nother set of work. But at least it will prepare you onto that path. So when he says you're going to merit to many things, here he's talking about things that it will prepare you to that path. So too we said it will f- help you to forgive somebody that embarrasses you. The Torah, which is called Divrei Ka'esh, it's like, you know, Esh HaTorah, it's the fire of Torah. The words of Torah is fire. So in, in cleansing something, for somebody that learns Torah for this, at this level, just for the pureness of the Torah, to be able to forgive somebody else that embarrasses you. In order to reach to the level, to be so purified of kind of character person, that to begin with, it, you shouldn't even feel the poke, the embarrassment that somebody else will try to embarrass you, that's already a whole different level. That's... Not, he's not talking about retaining that level. He's talking about retaining levels that will be attainable through a minimal effort if you can reach this level of studying Torah just for the sake of Torah. And that's, in other words, it's precisely the words that you'll be able to forgive the person who's embarrassing you because you haven't reached a different level, which is a different story level. To reach that level, you have to have tremendous humility that somebody else's Pokes to you shouldn't even enter you. It's like a non-existence to you. That's already a different level. Here he's talking about if you learn Torah for the sake of Torah, you'll merit many things. Yes, you'll be able to overcome certain things, but it doesn't mean you will be the Mr. Mrs. Perfect. On the other hand, there are some things, and that's one category of, of things he's mentioning. But then the mayor, he gives this long list. He also mentions other things that will happen to a person that you will reach in the complete high level.
In other words, even without any great effort, you will reach com- to a complete level. That's not called enclosed, closing is something external. That's not talking about that kind of stuff or preparing you not to the level not to sin. You really, really hit that level. For example, to love God, love people, that you sh- Hashem should love you, people will love you, people will love to get advice from you, they will love to hear your wisdom, sovereignty, government will be on your side. You know the joke about the wealthy person, people used to come ask him advice all the time. Unfortunately, the wheel of fortune turned for this guy and he became a poor man. People stopped coming to him for advice. So he told his old friends, he said, listen, I don't understand. He said, I lost my money, but I didn't lose my brains. How come nobody's coming to me anymore? Right? Okay, that's uh, you know a side joke. But here the point is that a person that learns Torah, retains and is into his Torah just for the sake of Torah, you will reach this level in a complete fashion. And since you love people, they will also love you. They will get that nachas back of you. That means that there will be nothing missing between you and another person. And even more, specifically because you're toiling in Torah just for the sake of Torah, you're going to merit a great level of wisdom. Even in worldly matters, the person that learns Torah becomes a real Torah scholar just because it's the Torah, not because he's looking for any benefit. It will be an automatic quality that you will actually retain wisdom even in worldly matters to the point that you'll be able to give advice to other people even in worldly matters. That's an amazing letter, level. Even to give advice in Torah matters, but that people are going to have pleasure from you getting advice, even if it's worldly matters. That means you're making people happy. Now, I want to share with you here two stories where we could see this idea of getting pleasure from a person who studies Torah just for the pureness of studying of the Torah. First, I want to share with you a story of a, of a lawyer that lives in Springfield, Massachusetts. I happen to know him since, since I'm a child. His name is Mr. Jeffrey Kimball. And in the, in the year of 1979, he, uh, while he was a lawyer through some of his business contacts, people came to him and offered him to be partners in a major, major business endeavor in Nicaragua. Now, he got very excited about the idea. He learned all about this business, uh, you know, potential move. And he went to the banks and the banks felt so good about the deal. The banks said to him, they will loan him $15 million. This is in 1979. And... They said to him that they felt so confident about this whole business endeavor. There were so many investors and everything and this deal with Nicaragua. And they, the bank said they did not even need any personal guarantors on it. But he himself, he's been, he had been already acquainted with my grandfather, who was the shliach in Springfield, Massachusetts. 
And for, through Maizeda, he got to know the Rebbe. And he decided before he's going to actually put forth this $15 million, he's going to write a letter to the Rebbe to see what the Rebbe has to say about it. So he wrote to the letter to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe wrote him back a two-page long letter all about the, the importance of learning Torah and practicing mitzvahs, how that's a vessel to the blessings of Hashem, a whole thing, like a whole Dvar Torah. The Rebbe signs his name on the letter, and then the Rebbe puts a postscript, P.S., the Rebbe says, and I'm going to read you the words of his actual answer, and I have the, a copy of the letter. And in a P.S., the Rebbe says to him, regarding the business offer, it is not advisable. That's it. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, eight words. Regarding the business offer, it is not advisable. He went back to the business partners and he said, I'm sorry, I'm not being part of this. They said, what are you, Meshuggah? An opportunity like this, once in a lifetime. The banks were there, everybody was back. And he insisted he will not do it. Two years later, after the Rebbe's reply, this Jeffrey Kimball, he says that everybody that invested lost their money it was because of the uh, there was instability and the government of Nicaragua was overthrown, right, by the communist rebels, and everything turned out to be a disaster. Now, what did we learn here so far? A person who learns Torah for the sake of Torah gains a level of wisdom that they could even help people give advice even in worldly matters. But now I want to share with you a different story that also will help us appreciate and understand a little bit about a Rebbe kind of story like this. And this story I heard from Rabbi Wagner, who is the dean of the yeshiva at Lawrence Abathurst. He just passed away last week. And he used to repeat the story a lot. It's a story printed in the book called Remendel from Remendel Futtabas. Anyway, so the story goes like this. In the time of the Rebbe Maharash, who was the fourth Chabad Rebbe, there was a, a chassid that had opportunity to do some business and similar idea, investment with somebody. Anyways, he said to the people, I'm going to the Rebbe to ask for advice. He went to the Rebbe Marash and the Rebbe Marash said to him, don't do it. He came back to his partners and they said to him, are you crazy? You probably didn't explain it enough to the Rebbe. If you had given more of the whole background, the whole picture, I'm sure he would agree. Okay, the guy traveled back to Lubavitch and he went to, this, to the Rebbe Marash again and he asked him again, should I do it? He told him more details. The Rebbe said, after hearing, Marash said, after hearing everything, don't do it. He went back to his friends and again they said, no, I bet you you missed out this detail. That. Anyway, they said, go back again. He went back a third time and the story goes that the Rebbe Marash told him again, don't do it. And he went back to his friends and they made him so crazy that he decided, you know what, you're probably right, I should just do it. And he invested in it, and the whole thing went sour, and he lost everything he had. He came back to the Rebbe Marash, and he said, you know, I'm so sorry I didn't listen. You know, what should I do? So Rebbe Marash told him that there are three kinds of chassidim. He said, sometimes a chassid comes, and he asks for my advice, and he follows my advice because he has faith that what I'm telling him is the correct thing. It's called the munas tzaddikim, you have faith in the tzaddik. 
another person says to himself, I'm going to follow to what the Rebbe says. You know why? Because the Rebbe is a smart person. He knows so much Torah. He knows so much worldly things that happen around the world. So when they, when they ask me a question, they follow because they think that because they say that since I'm, I, I'm, I'm so smart, so therefore they follow me because of the smartness. He said, then there's a third category of people. That they come here, and why do they want my advice? Because they know that I meet all kinds of people. People come tell me all their different kinds of stories. So they assume, since I know all different kinds of stories, so from hearing stories of experience, I'll know what to answer. So he said to this chassid, what kind of chassid are you? Which category do you fit in here? Based on which level? That's the story. Now, in the, in, in the book of Remendel, Deary says that later the Rebbe gave him anyways a big bracha and that the end was that he was able to pull him out from, you know, from, from his bad situation. But the point here is that this is the point the Rebbe is teaching us here. That when the Mishnah here says, Kol lishma, if you toil, not just learn, you toil in Torah just for the sake, the pureness that this is God's wisdom, you will reach a level of wisdom that you will be able to be there to give advice to people even in things and areas that's not even your specialty expertise. Now, of course, he says, that the person will know that if something is not clear what somebody's asking, he will hold himself back from giving any, any advice, obviously. But on the other hand, if he will give his advice, it will be true advice based on Torah's truth, that the other person will actually be able to benefit and be very thankful and happy about it. So that's what we understand here. This is the lesson that Remeir is teaching us here. That's the, he uses here the word hayra. This is the lesson. Not just for the person who's learning Torah for the sake of Torah. Even for the other Jew that could think to himself, since learning Torah is such a high level, that's, you know, it, it's putting you at a place that you, that you don't have anything to do with worldly matters. So I would think maybe that you don't have any advice and things where you can help in worldly matters. How much more so that I should be able to rely on you on, on advice. That's what Ramey is coming to tell you here. On the contrary, because you learn Torah just for the sake of the Torah, you merit. What do you merit to? A completion. A level of completion, of comprehension, that people will be able to have pleasure from you, from your advice, that you could be there to help them. In other words, it's not a level of one for one. That's called schar, that's reward. It's not that you worked, you learned, and then you get reward. No, you learn for this specific, just because it's Torah, and then you merit something extra. Now we're going to understand why the Mishnah used two, two words at the end. It said, you're going to reach a level that you will be elevated and exalted. It's not just a double expression. It, what comes out from here, that the picture that happens to a person that toils in such a level of Torah happens in two ways. Two opposite ways. On one hand, because learning Torah in this way, this level, you become higher in the world. On the other hand, through many things, you merit to have a connection to the world that you can actually give advice. And that's the two levels here. Being 
elevated and exalted are these two levels. Elevated means I'm elevated from something. That means you have a connection to the thing. Exalted means you're lifted up completely. And that's what it means. You're going to merit to many things. What are you meriting? You're meriting the elevation of all, of all aspects of worldly matters. Even the things that are very close to you, you're going to be able to elevate above them. And that's all because of this essence of the Torah. Now, even though the, to reach this level, to learn Torah at this level, of course, is a very high level. And that comes only through toiling in the Torah. And all the time, to learn Torah all the time at that level, that's not easy for most people. To be able to reach the level, not to learn Torah because you're trying to understand how to conduct yourself. Just to learn Torah because it's God Torah. Not everybody can reach that level. Certainly not all the time. The Alter Rebbe says to reach this level at least should be in the beginning of your learning. When you start to learn, at least you should be able to do that level even just for a moment. How do you explain that? So he says like this. Since the Torah is belongs to God and God is infinite. So you, every human being who's finite and our intellect is finite, cannot contain or hold God into you because that's infinite you're not and you're finite so how do you accept the Torah into your head if you're a finite brain you have to become a vessel for that how do you become a vessel by becoming nullified you submit yourself to the Torah it's called Bittel like we see on Shavuos coming up now in the holiday coming up the end of next week a week from tomorrow night what happened when Hashem came to give the Torah? The Jews said, Nase v'nishma. What did we say? We said, God, yes, dear. We will do whatever it says. We were humble. We put our minds, our intellect aside, and we said, yes, whatever you want, we're willing to do. And then we said, v'nishma, we will listen, we will learn what it is that you want from us. The first thing is, was the submission. And that's what Remeir is telling us over here. This humility, and that's the point Dr. Rebbe is adding to us, that every day when you start to learn, start off with that humility piece, at least for that one brief moment, that yes, I'm open to receive the whole thing. And then you start you know, to do it, and you may, not, you may turn into other reasons why you're doing it. Then you have the ruling of the Talmud. Which says, and the Rambam brings it down, that la'olam yasik bat adam bat Always learn Torah, even it's the toil in Torah, even if it's not for the pure sake of the Torah, because ultimately it will be you'll reach the level for the sake of the Torah. But that comes through accepting. The first thing is is to accept that this is Hashem's Torah, and this comes through this bittel, this nullification, that it's not about my arrogance, it's not about my boasting of my learning, and this is also the reason why. Those that put together this brisa, this whole chapter. Why did they start off this whole chapter with a mission of the highest level to learn Torah just for the sake of the Torah? You should have told me the rest of the chapter. This mission should have been the last one that you reached to the highest peak of learning Torah just for the sake of the Torah. So he says, you know why? Because this is the point. Before you start learning about any values of Torah, know that at least for a moment, the opening needs to be with this humility. As a matter of fact, it ever brings down an interesting 
um, he says in, in, in volume 15, Lakuta Sichos, over there, he brings it in the footnote here, that over there he says, one of the reasons why the Torah starts with the letter Bez, Beratius. Why does the Torah should start with an Aleph? Why does it start with a Bez? Because the Torah is about intellect, understanding it. It's very hard to have humility once you start having your intellect, because then it's my understanding. I understand. There's an I there. So it starts with a base because what's the Aleph? The Aleph is the first step. The first step comes before you start to understand anything. The first step is, I'm going to learn the Torah. This is God's wisdom. So that's the nullification. Step two is now let's start to learn. So the first thing is to be humble to it and then it's to actually learn it. So to be able to submit yourself. He doesn't mention it exactly over here, but he mentions this in other places in Hasidus that learning Torah all begins by saying the bracha before you learn Torah. And men and women, every morning before we start to learn Torah, we're supposed to say the blessing, Baruch Atah Hashem Al-Kibach Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Amim that you chose us from all the nations, Venas Allah is Torah, and you gave us the Torah. This recognition that it's God's wisdom that He gave it to us, that is the opening first statement. Then you're a vessel now to start to learn Torah. So this is a compiled sicha that was spoken over three Fabrengans, the Shabbos Parsha Bamidbar, like this year, and on the Shavuos Fabrengan, and on the Shabbos after called Parsha Nusso in the year of 1975, and it's printed in volume 17.